from the New Media Project at the NYU School of Medicine and the American Society of Cataract and Refractive Surgery. I'm Josh Young, and this is As Seen From Here. On today's podcast, PCO and lens design. One eye receives the round-edged model and the other one the sharp-edged model, and only one parameter is varied. In this particular study, it's only the sharp edge. First this. The Accreditation Council for Continuing Medical Education requires a financial interest disclosure before any CME activity. Dr. Menapache declares no real or apparent conflicts of interest. No single department of ophthalmology has the best lectures in every field. Open Ophthalmology is a meta-school in which lecturers from different departments have access to ophthalmology residents everywhere. I've seeded this marketplace of ideas with my own course on clinical optics. Who's your department's best lecturer? Let me know and come visit us at openophthalmology.com. Open Ophthalmology. Let a hundred flowers bloom. To paraphrase Homer's answer to Hesiod, best for mortal men is never to get PCO at all. Okay, that's not exactly what Homer said, but the quote still does hold. The best treatment for PCO is not to get it in the first place. To the extent that we can influence the development of PCO, it's to our advantage and that of our patients to pick IOLs less associated with opacification of the posterior capsule. Rupert Minipache is a preeminent authority in this field, and it is with great pleasure that I welcome him back to a scene from here. Prior to this study, what did we know about lens edge design and PCO? Prior to this particular study, you mean? Yeah. We had um, um, data on acrylic lenses, which had exactly the same design, and just the material was different. And also with these acrylic lenses, sharp versus round, there was a significant... um, better performance with regard to PCO development with, uh, with the sharp edge. And the same proved now with uh, silicon lenses. How does the sharp edge of the IOL decrease the incidence of PCO? Um, the capsule is bent at the posterior edge. And the sharper the bend, the more effective the barrier effect against migrating LSEs. It is not clear whether this effect is purely mechanical or whether this effect is due to um, a biological effect on migrating cells that cannot overcome uh, a sharp bend. Maybe it's both. But the fact is that uh, a sharp edge causes a sharp bend in the posterior capsule, and this is a barrier against migrating LECs. If the posterior edge is not sharp, there is no sharp bend, and there is only a much uh, lesser um, barrier effect, which is um, proportional to the... This is not an on-off effect. If you have a sharp edge, you have the maximum effect. The more rounded the posterior edge, the less the 
Barry effect. Rupert, in a previous podcast, we spoke about the anterior and posterior lens epithelial cells and the fact that they play different roles. Can I get you just to recap that here? Well, um, as we know, there are two subpopulations which have different abilities. The equatorial uh, cell population has an exquisite um, migrational ability and can proliferate and form out pearls. And the anterior lens epithelial cells that are on the backside of the residual anterior capsule leaf after performing a capsule rexis, uh, these um, have the ability to transform and by transdifferentiating, they uh, deposit collagen and they contract because they transform into myofibroblasts. And uh, especially the collagen is a very strong glue that glues together the two capsular leaves along the optic edge. And in the long run, this is a very important fact, factor in, prevent, in, in maintaining the barrier effect. When you compare the two papers, um, uh, the actual paper with the three-year results with silicon and a formally published paper with hydrophilic acrylic of the same design, that was the AMO uh, AR40 and AR40E compared in the first paper, and there was the uh, Clariflex and uh, Facoflex from AMO compared in this current paper. If you look at, at the PCO rates, you will see that both um, for the round and the sharp edge lenses, that the silicon model does significantly better than the acrylic model. And this is due to the fact uh, we interpreted that silicon um, causes uh, a more pronounced uh, collagen production and fibrosis. And uh, this uh, leads to a strong sealing, collagenous sealing of the two um, capsules along the optic rim. And that is why silicon lenses do perform better in the long run. Uh, we have a paper in publication that compared the Acrisoft sharp edge acrylic lens to the Sion uh, sharp edge uh, silicon lens. The two lenses are rather similar. And you can see also that up to three years they perform uh, very similar, but uh, between three and five years, there's a sharp increase of PCO rate with the acrylic lens, while the silicone lens stays the same. And this is also um, interpreted to be due to this uh, strong uh, gluing effect of the collagen that is uh, provoked uh, with the silicone. And that is the function of the anterior lens epithelial cell population, yeah. which is not directly involved in the production of PCO. Right, because those uh, usually do not migrate until the optical center. Those, uh, what you regularly see with, for example, round-edged lenses, you see that you have peripheral posterior capsular fibrosis, but it does not progress until the center of the optic, whereas the equatorial lenses lens epithelial cells do migrate and, and, and usually cause the necessity to perform the capsulotomy. 
And it's important to understand that um, the anterior lens epithelial cells antagonize regeneratory aftercataract by causing fibrosis, causing the two uh, edge, causing what we call capsular sealing at the optic edge and maintaining the barrier. Because if this uh, gluing effect is not uh, significant, then uh, you can see that with the with the acrylic lenses, in the long run, you have uh, you first have bending in both with both lenses. Later on, that takes years. The submarine ring forms and redivides the once sealed capsule from the periphery and breaks it up. And as this submarine uh, goes goes on forming, it will finally reopen the once fused capsules at the optic edge and also obviate the capsular bending in the posterior capsule, which is called secondary barrier failure, which can regularly be seen with acrylic lenses. And we have recently uh, evaluated 10 years of acrylics. We compared a, a, the AMO lens, Facoflex lens, which has not a sharp edge, and the acrylic uh, lens with a sharp edge from Acrosoft after 10 years and you will be surprised to hear that the YAG laser capsulotomy rate with uh, the Acrosoft was 42%, whereas with the round-edged silicone, it was only 19%. And this is due to this uh, gluing effect of, uh, of the silicone catalyzes fibrosis. It catalyzes this anterior lens epithelial cells to transform, to transdifferentiate, to produce collagen, to contract, and this makes very durable sealing of the two capsules at the optic edge, which is able to withstand the mechanical redividing effect of the semmering ring, whereas you don't have that with acrylic lenses. Don't sharp-edged IOLs induce unwanted visual effects, uh, dysphotopsias? Yes, yes. There is a consultation section, I think it was in April last year in the Orange Journal. And this addressed the problem of photo dysphotopsia. And Randy Olson had a good conclusion in uh, stating that uh, um, the problems uh, from especially negative dysphotopsia is the problem number one in modern cataract surgery. So the sharp edge does cause problems. Rupert, can I get you to describe the design of this study? We, in principle, our studies are uh, designed as intra-individual comparison studies. They are prospective and randomized. So um, one eye receives the round-edged model and the other one the sharp-edged model, and only one parameter is varied. In this particular study, it's only the sharp edge. And... Uh, we evaluate these cases at one year, at two years, at three years, and only those cases are considered that have a full follow-up. So all these cases in this series have three years follow-up. And we evaluate uh, the PCO rate using a ratio illumination system, and it's evaluated uh, by an objective uh, evaluation um, algorithm which is called the AQUA system, Automated Quantification of After Cataract, which uh, measures the entropy of the system 
which is totally objective, and we also use a subjective uh, evaluation system. And also we count uh, the number of YAG laser capsulotomies, which as ever is uh, not as precise because uh, many times the, the decision to perform YAG laser capsulotomy is, is, is um, varying, but it's also an indicator. And uh, in this study, the outcome was that um, at one, two, and three years, there was a significantly uh, lower PCO rate, both measured subjectively and objectively uh, seen with the sharp-edged uh, model of the two lenses. And there was a lower rate of Jagglaser capsulotomies. There was, after three years, five uh, yaks with the round uh, edged lenses and only one with the sharp edged lenses in 34 patients that reached uh, three years follow-up. What was your surgical technique? Um, the surgical te the most important fact in the surgical techniques uh, technique was first that I completely removed um, the, the lens fibers using a technique that is called lens fiber peeling so there was nothing left in the equator. Secondly, I took care not to damage the anterior lens epithelial cell layer because when you damage that, it will have an influence on, on the uh, longevity of the barrier effect as I showed in a, an, another randomized uh, bilateral study when I polished one eye and the other eye I did not polish. I don't know if you're aware of that study. And thirdly, uh, the uh, circumferential overlap of the optic by the anterior capsular leaf. So three factors. Thorough uh, cortical cleanup, leaving the anterior lens epithelial cells undamaged, and, and, and providing full circumferential optic uh, overlap by the anterior axis leaf. This was uh, given in all cases. This was a prerequisite for being included. Over what time period were the patients evaluated? At one, two, and three years. Rupert, can I have you go over your findings, your results from this study? We had 34 patients that had one, completed one, two, and year, three-year follow-up. 34 patients. And one eye was sharp edge, and the other eye was round edge. And of the eyes with a sharp-edged lens, only one eye had to be yagged within the first three years out of 34. Whereas in the group with a round-edged uh, optic lens, there were five laser capsulotomies out of 34. And also when um, comparing the um, PCO rate objectively and subjectively, there was in any of these uh, one two and three year time frames, there was significantly lower PCO rate with the sharp edge lens as compared to the round edge lens. Can I get you to talk about the similar sort of parallel study that you did with acrylic lenses? Right. AMO has an acrylic lens that is almost identical in design to the silicone model. It has identical design and which gives us the chance to uh, say something about the influence of the material. And when you compare the sharp edge model of the acrylic lens and the sharp edge model of the silicone lens, you will uh, realize that uh, 
the PCO rate is significantly lower with the silicon sharp-edged model. And this is also true for the round-edged model. The round-edged silicon model showed significantly lower rates of PCO compared to the round-edged acrylic lens. And if you put those four lenses into one diagram, it's interesting to see that uh, after three years, the round-edged silicon lens already did better than the sharp-edged acrylic lens. I had a paper presented in London ESCRS last year that showed that. So the the um, sharp-edged, uh, the round-edged silicone lens is going to overtake the perf the performance of the sharp-edged acrylic after three years, and this tendency goes on, will be even greater after five years. We are currently evaluating those. You describe your results to show that, uh, with regard to PCO, that silicone works out as a better material. Uh, than acrylic. Do, do you feel that silicone is overall a, a better material for intraocular lenses uh, than a hydrophobic acrylic? With regard to PCO performance, definitely. All our studies indicate the same. Silicone is the best material regarding long-term PCO performance. And this is due to the fibrogenetic effect of the material that causes this permanent and uh, resistant fibrotic sealing of the capsules at the optic edge, which does, cannot be broken open by the Semmering's ring, which forms, on later, forms later on. Having said that, what do you do in your own practice now, Rupert? Do you exclusively use sharp-edge silicone lenses? Not exclusively. Um, I currently, um, my, my standard technique is currently what I call the buttonhole technique. I'm not aware if you have read the paper in the Orange Journal. This is a technique that completely eradicates any after cataract um, uh, growth in the optical center. Can I get you to describe the buttonhole technique? Well, I have a long uh, experience with primary posterior capsulorexis. And um, as you know from, from pediatric surgery, you can make a posterior capsule rexis, and by doing so, you um, take away the scaffold for the lens epithelial cells to grow centrally. However, there is still some cases where lens epithelial cells can grow centrally, not on the capsule because it has been removed, but on the optic surface. And if you want to avoid that, you must buttonhole the optic through the primary posterior capsule rexis into Burger's space. And by doing so, uh, the, the edge of the posterior capsule goes, uh, will uh, settle on, on the anterior surface of the optic. And therefore, there is no chance for any lens epithelial cells to reach the retrolental space. I published 500 cases in the Journal of Cataract Refractive Surgery about a year ago, and I've done over 1,000 now uh, using that technique. Um, the other, uh, many patients, if I do not perform capsulorexis and buttonholing, I preferably use sharp-edged silicone. I definitely prefer it over acrylic. Rupert, is there anything else that you'd like to add? I, I just want to make the point that um, silicone lenses are undervalued. Silicone has been uh, 
term to be a dangerous material because of the issue of um, of silicon oil um, adhesion. If you really look at what the paper by Apple tells is that, well, there is more a tendency that it will um, allow silicon oil to spread on the surface, but it's only significant with acrylic lenses. And if you consider when you exclude uh, cases at high risk, we will never go into the problem of uh, having a silicon oil um, adherence to the silicon lenses. I have done so many thousands, I've never had a case where I have seen that being a problem. And in, in case that would happen, happen, you can easily exchange that, such a lens. So this argument doesn't really count. The second is that nobody has uh, really considered uh, the parameter of uh, UV biocompatibility. And interestingly, silicon lenses have an outstanding UV biocompatibility. That means if you have UVitic eyes and you put in a silicon lens, you are much better off than using an acrylic lens because especially the hydrophobic acrylic lenses uh, uh, lead to cell precipitation that is far greater than with silicon lenses and in parenthesis hydrophilic acrylic lenses which have a high rate of aftercarat formation. And the point what I really want to make is in the long run silicon lenses do better and better compared to acrylic lenses because Acrylic lenses show what I termed delayed secondary barrier failure. The, uh, the barrier that forms at the posterior edge is broken open by Semmering's formation. And um, the barrier fails. And after three or five years, and nobody publishes that, acrylic lenses are rather lousy lenses regarding aftercataract performance, while silicon lenses maintain their performance. So I, I, I do think that silicon lenses are generally very much underestimated regarding their true qualities. This is an excellent lens material. Rupert Minapache, thank you very much. Oh, it's my pleasure. Rupert Minapache is Professor of Ophthalmology and Director of the Intraocular Lens Service at the Medical University of Vienna in Vienna, Austria. His paper, Long-Term Effect of Optic Edge Design in a Silicone Intraocular Lens on Posterior Capsule Opacification, is in press in the American Journal of Ophthalmology. Ask questions of Dr. Menapache or any of our previous guests, or make a comment about any of the topics we've discussed. These interviews are meant to be the start of a conversation in which you participate. Call our listener response lines in the United States dial area code 646-808-0231. In the United Kingdom dial 020-7558-8275 or Skype JYoungMD. Those numbers can be found on our website as seenfromhere.com. As Seen From Here is a production of the new media project of the NYU School of Medicine and the American Society of Cataract and Refractive Surgery and is edited by Joe Fry. Be a part of the next podcast. I'm Josh Young. 